The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner, Coach's Corner, presented by Community Trust Bank. Sean and Wes here with you tonight, and tonight we are bringing in the Athletic Director, Austin Maples, for his second visit here. Austin, thank you so much for returning uh, back to the show. Obviously you like us or you wouldn't have come back. No, I, I love the chance to come and talk to you guys, and I appreciate you all allowing me to be here. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, we've got... Um, School year is almost ready to kick back off. We've yeah. already started our sports. Yes. Uh, we had uh, Spoonamore in here last week after his knock on the head. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. Um, and um, we had the uh, new baseball coach over a couple of weeks ago. I texted you after the interview, and I told you I thought you had another home run hire. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of people that contacted us knowing that we were going to have him on the show um, because he was kind of an unknown, I think, you know. And, yeah. And so I, I guess it's kind of like we got his story. We Everybody wants to assume that he seeked this job out. He's getting drugged around by his wife. His wife is the important one. <laughs> it's so, amazing how that happens. <laughs> yeah, she she's the, the one that had the, the job that kind of, you know, pulled them from down to Somerset and then – back to this area so to me it was a natural fit but um tell us a little bit about like what did you see in brian when you first met him what what made you call him for an interview so doing some research on on coach minyard uh i to be honest with you like you said he was kind of an unknown didn't know much about him started to to do some research and we decided to bring him in for an interview and i can tell you when he sat down and talked to our committee he had a plan laid out there was a, a, a quiet confidence about him where he knew what he was doing. His experience, you know, as a head coach in Tennessee, he was able to talk about that. And he was able to uh, articulate a plan where I felt like he could build off what Gene and those guys had done the last five years, but also put his own stamp on the program. We're going to have a great opportunity to, to play a lot of young guys this year. We're going to be really sophomore driven uh, just with numbers. Uh, and I think he had a plan in place. He was able. He did his research and knew that we were losing ten seniors, uh, and had a plan to address that need and talk about how he was going to build those young guys up. And so we were really impressed by that. Uh, but no, I doing the research on on Coach Minyard. You know, he he took a year off from coaching when his son got hurt, and so there were some unknowns. And so I wanted to bring him in. And so I brought him in uh, for that interview just to kind of talk to him and and show him. Uh, one-on-one uh, before he officially interviewed the facilities and get a chance to know him that way. And then he came in and officially interviewed. Uh, and so he was able, like I said, to just lay out a, a great plan that showed he had confidence and knew what he was doing and believed he would be uh, a great asset to Montgomery County. 
Well, and he also scared you as soon as he sat down, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of young Gene Combs in him. <laughs> uh, you know, Kelly Johnson served as our parent representative on our, our hiring committee. We always like to try to bring in an outgoing parent. Sure. Uh, and Kelly was looked at me. He was like, "Well, that's a young Gene Combs." <laughs> <laughs> well, we we hit it off with him definitely. Well, one, he's a big wrestling fan, so sure they, they, that uh, earned brownie points with us. But he talked about that, you know, when he was on the show. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that one or not. But mm-hmm. when he talked about, I would rather have the younger team. Sure, you know, because like you said, this gives him three plus years to develop the program the way he wants to do it and he's still got a couple of seniors and juniors on the team that are going to be key cogs in in all of that but one of the things i loved about his interview was the fact that he's like there's nobody that's got a starting spot in this roster sure there's nine open spots and we're gonna all fight for it you know who knows maybe we got seven sophomores and one senior and a junior out there or or you never know what it's going to be but I was excited about it, um, and like I said, we've had Coach Mays on, we've had Coach Minyard on, and we've had Coach Caba on, all recently new hires. Yes. We had Coach McCormick on for the golf wow. team, and it just seems like one right after another, you're just hitting home runs with these hires. And, and I, I think that we, as Montgomery County Montgomery Countyans, I guess is what you'd call <laughs> us. Um, I, I think that, you know, we owe you and, and, and definitely should thank you for doing a great job because I think that you're doing a good job. At least at least these guys are great on the outside. Now, sure. we'll see if the results match it, right? We might be a year from now going, Austin is trash. I mean, <laughs> these guys no. are awful. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kidding. the fun thing about athletics, you know, and Coach Minyard – at his meet and greet, did a really good job of setting that expectation that you just laid out to the players that were there. And so at those meet, the meet and greets are always fun because it's the first chance that players uh, have an opportunity to meet a new coach. And we, it is a true player-parent meeting in the, in the regard that when I introduced Coach Minyard one, I talked for two seconds because they weren't there to see me. They were there right. to listen to him. And I just simply said he's going to have the floor uh, – and then it, players are going to have a chance to meet coach first, and then parents you'll come in, you know, and next. And so I want the players to have an opportunity to meet the coach before parents, you know, start giving them a, yeah. an opportunity to meet them. Well, and 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 I like that because you don't want the the parents sitting next to the players going, you know, what did he say about that? What did he do? You know, it you you can't have that mentality, right? You have to come into sure. it with a with an open eye, and you know, most of these players are going to wind up having him coach them longer than they did Coach Combs. Sure. So so this is going to be their coach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and like I said, he honored in his interview kind of the, the tradition and legacy that we've had as a baseball program, especially in recent years. You know, coming off of five straight district titles is, is pretty impressive. Uh, but then had a plan to address the fact that we're going to be younger, we're going to be a little less inexperienced after losing 10 seniors. And so – uh, he's going to be able to take this program, I think, and continue to build off that success while also it's going to be a new team. It's going to be their team, and they're going to have an opportunity to, to put their stamp on a baseball program that's been successful for the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, moving on, you're, uh, you're going to be in our 
Fantasy Football Listener League. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't been in a league in a couple of years, and oh, I, I'm excited to get back into I, one. I actually think we have a few people in the Listener League that have not played fantasy football in a while. So, But, look, that's the whole challenge. That's why it's a Listener League. The sure. challenge is to beat the likes of me and Wes. <laughs> Adam, we're not worried about. I was in no. a league. He's, he does not have championship reign in in our time that we've ever played with. Nor my son. So, not, <laughs> not worried about those guys. I was in a – when I first started here, uh, I was asked by Chip Manley. They had a Mount Sterling Fantasy Football League. And I was asked to join that. And, like, we went over to Chip's house, and they, yeah. they had, a like, an old-school chalkboard that they made into a draft board, and we drafted by – like, they had name cards for players, and it was awesome. And so, you know, I did that, and that was – pretty labor intensive as far as a league it was yeah. very intense uh and i got out of that after about three years just because my schedule got so busy with yeah. kids and everything else and i've really not been able to get back in so i'm excited that, just to to do a league that was the that was the mount sterling fantasy football league the msffl yes we actually merged with that um several years ago and it was the legacy of the msffl you remember that yep i do uh, that. which we both won championships in that. That's awesome. Um, and and then we uh, kind of did away with that. Some people moved away, and it just kind of dissolved. And then we went in, and we started a dynasty league last year. So me and him were kind of the brainchild of that. We both had wanted to do it. So we, we're in a 10-team dynasty league. Okay. It changes everything in fantasy football. Sure. It really does. Because you're not just – thinking about week 15 you're thinking about five years from now right so the strategy is completely different oh absolutely yeah. now this league here is going to be just a we're just going to set it up we're going to draft online i'm hoping to be able my goal is for us to be able to have like a zoom type thing open to where sure. we can all see each other and be drafting and ideally maybe try to record it so I can drop it on YouTube and people can watch the draft. I don't know how many people would want to do that. Neil asked me the other day, he goes, would you really want to watch somebody doing a fantasy football draft? I said, yes. He asked I me the same question. I said, I listen to mock drafts on the on the weekly. So I do too. Sorry, I'm a nerd, I guess. I listen to the fantasy, the fantasy channel and they do the pro mock drafts. I mean, I listen to them. Because it's kind of an idea of – now, here's the funny thing I love about listening to these fantasy gurus. I'll do the air tags. They'll be talking about guys to have on their roster that I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> like some dude that's good for like five carries and 27 yards. Sure. And they you want them on the bottom of your band. I don't want that guy. <laughs> I don't want that guy at all. So, I don't know. I think it's funny. Well, I'm excited to get back into it. I'm definitely yeah. not on the same level as you guys. Uh, <laughs> just for time's sake, try, I, I enjoy kind of keeping up. I love the NFL yeah. uh, and college football. And so, I'm excited just to kind of have an extra piece to it. It's yeah. kind of fun on a Sunday when I was heavy in the, the fantasy league that I just mentioned. Watching on Sundays and tracking your team and some of that stuff, it just makes it more enjoyable to watch. Well, I, I, when I started playing fantasy football – my fandom for an actual team greatly diminished. Oh, it's it's definitely more individualistic than yeah. a team. Yeah, because it's like, I don't really care anymore. It's just, did that dude get me a touchdown? 
Did I, how many yards did he get me? You know, I'm still a Bears fan. I don't own. I don't normally own Bears players in fantasy sure. just, just because. Um, so I, I try to stay away from them. But not well for one, they're not very, not any good. <laughs> so sure. why would you want them on fantasy? Other so, than maybe Justin Fields. So speaking of football, yeah. While, while we're on the question, uh, on the subject, so football starts next weekend. Uh, yeah, on the nineteenth, it does. Yes, sir. Breck uh, Bowl here. Is it? Is it's just us in McGoffin County? Correct. In the football game, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, there is a all day event on the nineteenth. Yeah. So last year we sat down to kind of look at the Rec Bowl and what we could do to try to to up the ante a little bit to get some excitement going. Uh, it's it's hard to find two other teams for a game when so many people now have turf they've all created their own bowl game they don't want to give up at their home gate you know to come and play here and so we're slowly trying to build that brand back but while we did that uh i wanted to, to up the ante a little bit and so i we just had our annual coaches meeting and i i firmly believe in this idea of we us and ours and you know everything's going to be about us more than it is about anybody else and so i wanted to showcase our fall sports and so we sat down, myself and Dustin Luker, and came up with this idea, well, what if we, you know, play as many possible games on that Saturday and build up to the Rec Bowl? And so, you know, we sat down with that plan, and so this is year two of that plan. So we're going to start out with a cross-country meet out at the Warpath, which is at Northview Elementary. That's an elementary, middle, and high school tra- or cross-country meet. And then we're, that'll carry us into middle school, or excuse me, uh, high school girls' soccer and a middle school girls basketball game going on in the arena, and then volleyball, and then boys have a JV varsity game, and that'll lead us into the, the high school football game, Recreation Bowl. That's awesome. Be I a mean, long day it, for you, right? You know, it's a long day, but it's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah. being able to walk back and forth in the arena and down to the field and just kind of all over the place knowing that stuff's going on. Yeah. And so everything's wide open. People can come in. You know, they can buy a day pass. For a, for a price to get in, or they can buy individual tickets, however they want to do it. But, you know, from sunup to sundown, you can be a Montgomery County Athletics fan and just be on campus. Not only that, I mean, you know, your different teams that you've got coming in for each of these events, yes. they see, wait a minute, why is this bus here? Oh, why is that bus here? Because we've scheduled something, you know, each hour, you know, all day long. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's exciting. And so I, I want our kids to enjoy it. You know, we've got – a great you know title sponsor in Kelwell Commissary and so there's their sponsorship along with our gold and silver sponsors BMC Contracting and Apex Physical Therapy we're able to get you know a t-shirt for every single one of our kids that's participating that day it's gonna have all the events listed on the back of it and so it's something they're gonna be able to remember and so we're excited about that not only that uh, with the t-shirts and whatnot but you also have enough sponsors again this year to pay for all the students to be free to all these um, high school events, correct? Yeah, and so Laura Carroll is really the, the one who spurns that for me, and so she's done a great job of working with these local businesses uh, to raise $11,000, uh, and that $11,000 allows for all Montgomery County students into regular season events uh, free of charge. And so this pool of sponsors, Sterling Health uh, is the title sponsor for that, but with them and these other, you know, eight to ten businesses, they get $11,000 together, uh, and it allows our kids to come in for free. And so, you know, looking at the soccer game, our, our first soccer game, you know, we had a great little student section. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. We've got a great student section uh, 
group of seniors who I think have great ideas for that student section along with some a good uh, adult sponsor and Megan Tibbs who has great ideas for that. I want to ask a stupid question. Do we play soccer on the football field? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we sure do. I it thought we did. It is lined it yeah. is lined for soccer also. Okay, that's what I thought. But yeah. I, you know, I'm not a soccer guy. <laughs> I, I am not a soccer guy. Sure. So. I, to be quite honest with you, I, I enjoy watching our kids play. Yeah. And there's something enjoyable about that. You know, our girls tied Great Crossing last night, you know, 2-2 after being down 2-1 uh, to one for majority of the, the second half. But as much as I enjoy watching our kids play, I still can't tell you what offsides is in soccer. Like, it's, <laughs> if I have to Google it once, I have to Google it every season to try to figure it out. Yeah. Anytime you have a question, just me or Neil. We're, we're always open. I could oh, absolutely. It's like hockey. It's the same thing. You know, sure. a lot of those no, rules no, don't no, make no, sense. No, 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 no. A lot of those rules don't make sense. <laughs> oh, well, now that's true. Yeah. Um, so, so football plays McGuffin County um, on the 19th. Yep. Um, obviously, it seems like they're looking forward to that. Yeah, so we had a home scrimmage uh, this past Friday night. Uh, it was a triangle scrimmage with Fleming and Boyd County. And it was really just a situational scrimmage. They did a, a bunch of first and tens at the 40, then, you know, third and longs, goal line. So real situational work. And so then now they'll head down to Rockcastle County this Friday night for a game simulated scrimmage. It's just them and Rockcastle at 6 o'clock on Friday down at their place. Nice. We got Coach Cabe coming on next week. Yeah. So that, that'll, be, uh, that'll be exciting. We wanted to try to get him on before, um, before that and uh, – well, he and his staff have done a great job this preseason uh, working the kids. And so they've been practicing uh, 8 to 12, you know, every day, doing what they need to do to get ready for the season. And I'm looking forward to, to what they're going to put on the, the football field come the, eight, the 19th. Yeah. Well, and I, 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 I'd say he, he will be too. I, I know sure. just when we talked to him the first time, number one goal was to try to get these kids in shape. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, that, was, that was the biggest thing is – is trying to get that done. Of course, we had some big seniors uh, leave last year, so he's going to be kind of in the same situation, you know, with some, some youth. Yeah, so we have some youth, and there's, you know, nothing generates winning more than winning. Right. And so getting that first one under your belt's important. And this one, you know, carries a little extra weight from him. You know, he's a McGoffin County alum, and right. so he's looking oh, forward to playing, you know, his right. alma mater. Right. And okay. so I think that's a pretty cool piece of it yeah. for him. Yeah. Kind of like Coach Combs saying that uh, – uh, Madison Southern was the was the ex girlfriend, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. So, well, that, that that that's pretty cool on that yeah. part over there. While we're on the uh, subject of football, sure, I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah, go for it. So, recently, uh, and I think everybody has seen, you know, some back and forth on on uh, social media sure. about the rec. Uh, our local rec department has had has said football is going to be pads only from third grade up. And there's a lot of districts around us that are starting pads. Fifth grade up. You're right. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, fifth grade up. Fifth grade and The up. third through the fifth, they're switching right. away. Right. So going to like flag fifth football. Fifth grade and up. Yeah. And, and a lot of districts around us start in the third grade. That's what I'm yeah. going to say. Sorry. Yeah. Which is, if I'm not mistaken, that's what we've been doing up until this year. Yes. Uh, yes. As far as, yeah. Yeah, so, I think we've started at least since I've been here, which is – you know, going on many, many years. It's third grade is when you started tackling. Yeah. So, it, I mean, 
Injuries, injury-wise, I understand maybe um, that might be a possibility that they're thinking of or whatnot. There's a lot of parents that think, hey, if they're in third grade, they need to start understanding how to tackle and whatnot. Um, what's your thoughts? So coming from a coaching football perspective. Yeah, and, and you've done that before. I have. So I, you know, I coached at Montgomery County for 10 years prior to becoming the AD, and so I was an assistant football coach here. Uh, it doesn't matter how many years somebody tackles, you always got to reteach them how to tackle. And so starting a little bit later is not going to be as detrimental as I, as I think people believe it will be. I am of the mindset that you probably don't need to start tackling until you're a little bit older. Uh, I think sixth grade is about the prime opportunity for that. Uh, now, with that said, I'm probably in the minority. Uh, I know that many people in the community, you know, want to tackle a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't think it's necessary. I think there is some fundamentals that, that can be taught and flag. And so I'm on that the kind of the USA football train of thought where flag starts a little bit later. Uh, I think if you look at the kids that are playing football on the roster that we have and go back and look at the number of kids that played tackle football in third grade, you're not going to see very many kids that are on our roster now. We do a really good job of bringing out middle school kids and kids that become freshmen to play football our numbers from when they're in third grade by the time they get to high school there's not a lot of those kids that make it all the way through that program i think this is an opportunity to include more kids and i, I look at it from that regard uh but i'm i'm okay with the the move that they made uh because I don't necessarily think it, you're, you're ready to hit until you get to that older level. Okay. So you're so, definitely in the minority on that. <laughs> yeah, and that's I mean, okay. I, I, there's I, a lot of people that are literally so what considering I think you, leaving Montgomery County sure. to go to other counties just because of that. Well, I think if you look, we might I might be in the minority here in this community, but nationwide I'm in the majority. Yeah. I think you're going to see a push for that. And you know, on the I think the parks department will do a good job. I think as it kind of gets rolling, I think they're under this whole remodel of moving to parent-driven leagues, if that makes sense. Uh, and so, I, and I, you know, for example, it swim that parks and it's a parent-driven team. Gotcha. Right. And so, I think they want to kind of move to that model in all of their other sports. Uh, but in this case, I think that it's the right decision. And I know that it doesn't seem that way here in the community. Uh, but I think nationwide you're looking at a movement that's going to be like well, that. Well, you're always going to get the – it doesn't matter if it's mouth-to-mouth uh, -mouth, uh, communication or whether it's social media. You're always going to get the negative uh, – you're always going to see the negative before you see the positive. You're always going to do sure. that. It, it, it would probably be the exact same way if it was the reverse, right? If it's always been flag. Right. And then they want to start going to tackle. 100%. It'd be the same way. Yeah, it would just be the other side that would put the negative, yeah. the possible negative comments on social media you know, that you actually show first. Sure. And, you know. But I think at the end of the day, if you can get kids to actively participate in athletics at a younger age, there's a better chance to get them to participate when they're older. And I, so agree. That's I our, agree with that. That's our stance. And so if you look at you know, football or soccer or any sport. You know, you see schools right now that are having to shut down their seasons because they don't have enough people. You know, Harrison County reached out and, and canceled a JV soccer game with our, our boys mm -hmm. uh, that was scheduled for later this month because they didn't they don't have the bodies to right. have a JV team. 
And so participation numbers are important, yeah. right? And yeah. so, and especially for a sport like football, if you can get kids to buy into the idea of football and a team sport, it's, it's a lot different than any other team sport that we have. Uh, there's not travel foot lo- football like there's travel baseball, basketball, Correct. soccer. Yes. Get them bought into the program. We can get them coached up when they become sixth graders. We can teach them the fundamentals of how to tackle because you have to every year anyway. It's a requirement. You have to take a day of practice and reteach how to tackle. You have to, and you've got to document it. Yeah. You know, from my, my standpoint as an athletic administrator, we've got to have that practice plan that shows an acclimation period. You know, day one, you're not going out and thudding up. Like, you have to acclimate. <laughs> and so teaching how to tackle is – Thudding up. I, I like – that's my fantasy <laughs> theme. I'm gonna do, I, 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 I'm, right now, I'm, that's what it's going to be, thudding up. And so I think at a younger level, it's about participation numbers. It's amazing. You know, the flag is going to be opened up to female athletes for the first time here. I got for a letter from Campbellsville last fall that was – Hey, if you've got any female athletes that aren't going to pursue collegiate in their their sport, we're offering scholarships for female flag football. So Campbellsville has a female flag football team. Wow. So states like Alabama and Georgia have now sanctioned flag football as a spring sport. And so they're playing female flag football and having it, you know, sanctioned so they have a state champion. So flag football for female athletics is on the rise, and so schools like Campbellsville have kind of jumped on that opportunity. And so I think that that's a, it's a good way to get some young ladies involved. And Interesting. Again, like just that. buying into athletics. Well, and, and see, th- that's why we asked the question, right? A good media person asked, sure, yeah, uh, asked that, a good question. The, the angle that you looked at, that you said that, like if, yeah. you, if you look at our juniors and you go back and go, how many of you all played in the third grade? And if that number is minuscule, sure. then it makes complete sense. And the argument has, has – for everybody has been well they got to learn they got to learn they got to learn but like you said we're reteaching them every year anyways and ideally sixth grade is when they really start picking that up sure for the most part and when you look at it this way and i'm sure coach cable will agree when we talk to him about it they don't really become coach cable's responsibility until sixth grade anyways right mm-hmm. i mean that's the kids that are going to start working into his type of program somewhat well i would say that all of our coaches have a hand in their, their sport in the community. Yeah. Uh, whether it's super hands-on, you know, Coach Kevin Miles works with the King's Hammer program real close for those elementary guys. Right, right. Uh, I would hope that, you know, Coach Minyard now will work with some of the travel teams and make connections with those right. guys in our parks department. Uh, Coach Mays is going to be real active in the, in the basketball leagues here in town. Uh, so – They want to have a hand in it, right? Right. And so, especially when they get to middle school, you want to kind of install your systems early so that when they come to high school. That's that's what I mean. His his system, you know. Absolutely. And so you want to give your – you've got to trust your middle school coaches, give them a little bit of freedom, but you give them a framework for your program. Right. And I think that's where Coach Kaba is. Uh, But I I do think that there's got to be a a cohesion between middle school athletics and high school athletics. That's where my mind goes. Yeah. Uh, I think at the young levels, I think participation is key to build interest in athletics, and then you really start honing them in when you get to middle school and you start competing, right? Yeah. And so I liked our middle school has got to feed the high school. And right. So I'm, I'm very much into that. I want our kids to, to participate. You know, we, we have an 1,100-student body in middle school, which is pretty big. Yeah. Uh, I, 
it wouldn't be a bad thing in, in my mind if we were ever to have two middle schools because all of a sudden that doubles all the kids that get to participate in athletics right. and then just continues to grow the athletic program at the high school. Well, I mean, if we keep going at those kind of numbers, we won't have a choice. Sure. Uh, but I, I do want cohesion between the middle school and the high school, and I want kids that are in those youth leagues in elementary school to be able and say, oh, hey, there's Coach Caba. I know him. Oh, hey, there's Coach Mays. I know him. Yeah, it makes a makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I mean, the way you lay it out, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. Sure. You know, that uh, that probably will make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Probably in in the people that are have already made up their mind, Adam, uh, will still go somewhere else. And you know, and that's okay. And they, that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no. I mean, he 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 put that in there just as as smooth as could be. I could I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Adam's all tore up. I know, and yeah, that's okay. But but Max is three, and he sure. wanted him to be in the. The Cabas summer stuff. So, I mean, he just really wants the, the boys to be involved in all of that. And, stuff. You know, and here's the thing, too, with, with people like Adam and anybody else that's been upset, it's just because they're passionate about their kid. Right. And so, and the, the one thing that you've got to remember, and Coach Mays, I think, has said this, and I don't know if he said it on your show, but like, there's always going to be a gap between an athletic program and a parent, right? Yeah. The You as a parent are always going to love your kid more than you're going to love the program. As a coach, you're always going to love the program more than you love that one specific kid. Yeah. And so you've got to work to try to make that gap as small as possible, but that gap's always going to be there, right? He has, he has said that, yeah. And so, and then, so I, I'll, I stole that from Jason, and he can get over <laughs> it. But, uh, same thing in youth sports, right? Yeah. So they're trying to, to really work to increase their participation. And – You've got parents that, that want to see their kids succeed. We're trying, as I'm sure, as a parks department to have su- success and get our numbers up and, and be a really good parks and recreation department. And so there's always going to be that gap. Yeah, and, I mean, my daughter was late to the game in, in, sure. in athletics. Um, but the, the amount of people at the young, at, at, with kids at younger ages now that drive their children to be the next Peyton Manning or Michael Trout or Mike Trout or Tiger Woods or whatever it is, you know, there's a little bit of lunacy that goes into that, right? Just nonstop driving these kids to the point. And then, at, you know, sometimes it gets to the point – is it the kid that wants this, or is it the parents? And and I think that happens a lot. I, I supported my kids in whatever they wanted to do, and and to be honest with you, that I that's just the way I would do it. If I had to do it all over again, and they were all in athletics, do I want them to win? Absolutely, but I want you to have fun. You know, I mean, and if you are great, you're great. You know, we had Maddie on here last week. That girl's she's knocking on D1 type offers for sure. as a sophomore playing yeah. playing golf and but she she was like sitting here checking her watch ready to go hit balls again right. you know that that was the dedication she has but that's that's her drive right that that's that's the way she was and so some kids are going to have that drive and some kids aren't and the the best thing that we can do is have the programs in place to support whoever 
fits that mold. And I, I love athletics, and I want to see my, my son succeed in whatever he does. Uh, and I think all of all of these parents are coming from, from a good place. They care about their kid. Right. And so and I think that's what you got to remember. And social media tends to make things much worse than probably what it is, uh, for good or bad. Uh, it's a great tool, but, you know, it comes with its downside. Well, and I, I think some of it comes from there's not been a huge support in our parks and rec prior to this announcement. So I think this was just kind of like the icing on the cake. Um, sure. But, you know, it is it, it is what it is. We just have to try to make the best of it. And, you know, if we lose 20 kids but we gain 80. Sure. That are that but are I more think progressive. That, that will be know. the test. Is yeah. what do, what do the numbers look like? Right. And I, I don't know. I can't tell you how many kids are signed up. I know Will's going to play flag football. Uh, that's m- my son. He's going into the third grade. He's going to play flag because he enjoyed it last year. And we'll see what the numbers are. I think they start practice next week. Yeah. Uh, so I think it'll be good. Uh, but it all goes back to participation in numbers, right? Yep. You know, and that's part of our job at the high school. You know, part of our Title IX report is looking at, you know, the total number of male athletes and out of the total number of male students and same thing on the female side. And so they look at those things and they want those numbers to to be within a certain threshold and we want as many kids to participate in athletics as possible. We try to offer, you know, as many things as we possibly can for our student athletes. You know, we've talked we talked the last time I was on here about boys volleyball is kind of coming onto the scene, you know, girls wrestling is now sanctioned. Uh, we joke, Miss Lawson, and I, you know, I don't know if you've seen these hobby horse competitions that have hit tip, TikTok. Just we kind just of shared that this week. <laughs> oh, did we? I didn't. Neil said, Neil said, I'm 100% doing that. So I don't care just, how I how I have to get into it. And so, you know, we were joking about, you know, is that the next thing that we offer? And just having a, a good time, and and so, and we we did that lightheartedly, but we try. Uh, to really offer whatever we possibly can. And it's not just athletics at the high school. I mean, we have several successful clubs, whether that's FFA or mock trial. uh, To get kids active, you know, I come from a mindset where, you know, you're not going to learn everything you need to learn in the classroom. You've got to do some other stuff to become as well-rounded as possible. Yep. Uh, And so you've got to learn to work with people. You've got to put yourself in tough situations and learn, you know, adversity. And the best way to do that is through – you know, extracurriculars, and in my case, I firmly believe athletics does that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it teaches teamwork and, and critical life skills and some things. Sure. And, and, and so definitely I get that. We get are, that. you know, and I told my coaches this, you know, we are an extension of the classroom. We are an education-based athletics department. And so we've got to make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, it's not just about wins and losses for our team. You have to make your program more relevant than playing time. Or you'll have, kids will quit. There's too yeah. many other opportunities for them to, to do whatever they want to do. Yep. Whether that's, you know, sit at home and play video games or they don't see value so they go and get a job. You've got to make your program relevant for your number one starter to the last kid on your bench. Yep. And so we that's what we really preach. We, we try to make it as well-rounded as possible and find value for every student athlete. No, I agree. I so, agree. So the other four sports that are coming up in fall are cross-country – both golf teams, girls yep. and boys, both boys and girls um, soccer and volleyball. Yes. So, uh, as you said earlier, the girls soccer team's gotten off. That that was their first regular season game, correct? Sure was. Yep. Okay, so it was a 2-2 tie. And then are the, the boys, boys playing? are playing tonight. They play Cooper High School. They're, they'll go at 730 on the varsity side. Nice. Nice. And then cross country is – 
is next weekend their first regular meet? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. I think so. Gotcha. It's a it's an all comers meet, which means it's pretty much open. Uh, it, teams can they have a window to sign up uh, to to declare you know if they're bringing elementary, middle, and high, or whoever they're bringing. And so it, that'll be if you've never been to a cross country meet out at the Warpath, you need to go. You need to see the Warpath and how challenging of a course that it is. Uh, it's it's pretty hilly. And so it's one of the harder courses, I think, around. I think most people know where that's at, but ex- but, sure. but but remind everybody where that's so at. So the Warpath is out at Northview Elementary. So if you're driving up to Northview, the Warpath sits kind of to the right. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's our home cross-country course, and it's a great course. So they spend a majority of their summer out at Easy Walker and kind of train up to move out there. And so they've started practicing out that way now. Neil's uh, oldest runs cross-country. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, it, it looks um, – there's the very one hill you can see as you're going up. You can see the path that goes up the hill, and I'm like, no, I'm okay. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm good. I'm it's not a, doing it's that. It's a workout just Rolling to get up to Rolling down the, that hill would be easier. Make the right, right. – absolutely, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a workout just to get up to the viewing area so you can kind of see where uh, and watch all the runners go. But it's if you've not been, I would highly recommend going out to, to cross country and, and seeing them. Uh, you know, we've got our girls MCIT this weekend, so that's the girls golf tournament. You know, yep. it's Saturday yep. out that's at Irish Saturday. Hills. I would, I, you need to go out there and see them play. Uh, so and we're we're in full swing now in fall I athletics. Think Spoon said last week. I, I think there's 90 girls that are going to be participating in that. Yeah, and so it's a great field. Apparently, there's going to be some good food out there too. That's what I was told. And I had a uh, message from uh, Mr. Crouch. Yeah, about about the food. And then. Uh, or sorry, Mr. Wills. Not sorry. <laughs> They're hey, interchangeable. I, They're neighbors. Yeah, yeah we're neighbors. It, it, I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, you know, maybe see uh, your boys from corner to corner out there too. Yeah, maybe so. Holla at your boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then volleyball starts when? So they can have their first official contest Monday. Their season actually kicks off Monday. Uh, at home and so I, I would recommend uh, there is no better environment than a, a good volleyball crowd uh, they really it's now is that in the barn or in the regular no game? they play in the arena okay yeah and so we we utilize the arena for them uh, it's a great venue to watch volleyball you can really if you pack out the lower bowl you know we try to kind of push in the sides and make everybody sit down low just kind of helps with the the crowd uh, and the atmosphere and so one of the I'll never forget the I'll we, get hit with a volleyball guarantee <laughs> <laughs> When we won the the 10th Region Volleyball Tournament a couple of years ago, that was one of the best atmospheres that I've ever been a part of. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. We saw a video of that. That that was insane. Yeah. Crowd going nuts. But there is uh, – their their crowds are into it, uh, and they have a good time. Uh, Volleyball is an intense sport. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, as I told Coach Greycraft, there might not be a more excitable sport than that because yeah. – one team or the other ooh, is, ah, ooh, is, ah. is screaming after each sure. point that, that, that they win. And it seems like all the parents and, and all the students that show up and whatnot do the same thing after each point. And, you know, it's a game of runs, too. So, yeah, I right. mean, it's, it is – when you get on a hot streak and you're point after point after point, it's exciting. Uh, and so it, it is a fun sport to come out and watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – that, uh, that was a good show when he was on here trying to learn the ins and outs of some of that stuff. 
So and we're supposed to have him back on at the end of this month. After should be right after their their tournament here, the Dink Scott uh, yep. tournament. So uh, okay, we'll cool. have him on right after that. Cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah, uh, but we are we're we're up and running uh, with fall athletics, and so it's we're excited about it. And I would encourage anybody and everybody to come out on the 19th just to take a look at everything that we have to offer. Absolutely. Yep, for sure. Well, Austin, uh, I know I know you got a soccer game. You're getting ready to probably have to head to. Um, we appreciate you coming on again, uh, talking about some of the the hot fall topics that we got going on. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you're all over the place, and and you're doing an excellent job with with everything that you're doing. And we are privileged and proud to to be working with you in in a lot of this stuff. And we look forward to kind of being out there in the community you know, with you on some of this stuff. Thank you. Well, guys, there you have it for this week's edition of Community Trust Coaches Corner presented by the From Corner to Corner podcast. If you haven't already, go out and give us a like on Facebook. Also, remember to help promote our Coaches Corner show and our Athlete of the Week. Our community, our teams, our coaches, and our students, they all deserve it. We'll catch you next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.